today with fellow criticalist, Dr. Marie Holowichuk, who's a criticalist in Edmonton, Canada, and she works as a speaker, doing locum, and as a consultant in emergency and critical care. And today she's going to be talking about one of her papers that was published in JAVMA in February of 2014, and it's called Multi-Center Prospective Evaluation of Dogs with Trauma. So we know that trauma is a common cause of veterinary hospital visits in dogs, accounting for about 11 to 13% of all hospital admissions. It's the second leading cause of death in juvenile dogs, second only to infectious disease, and also second leading cause of death in adult dogs, second to neoplasia. There are many retrospective studies in dogs investigating predictors of death after trauma, and these studies show that cardiac arrhythmias, body wall hernias, severe soft tissue injuries, head trauma, vertebral fractures, and recumbency at the time of hospital admission are all predictors of non-survival. There are also scoring systems that have been developed as a means to objectively assess patients and make predictions or monitor progression based on the numerical score that is assigned. An example is the Animal Trauma Triage or ATT score, which was developed in the 1990s and takes into account assessments of perfusion as well as the cardiac, respiratory, muscle, skeletal, and neurologic systems to come up with a number, the higher the number, meaning the more severely injured the dog is. Also, the Modified Glasgow Coma Scale score, or what we refer to as the MGCS score, was first used in the early 2000s and incorporates assessments of motor activity, brainstem reflexes, and level of consciousness to assign a score to dogs with head trauma, which has been shown to predict outcome in retrospective studies. This score is the opposite of the ATT score and that a higher MGCS score suggests a higher chance of survival or better survival. Finally, there was one score that was developed more recently that's referred to as the Acute Patient Physiologic and Laboratory Evaluation Score, or the APPLE score. And this APPLE score takes into account the worst clinical findings documented during the first 24 hours of hospitalization and has the ability to predict survival based on a higher score being associated with a worse outcome. So these scores are great and they all tend to be pretty user-friendly, but the downside to these scores is that none of them have been investigated prospectively and certainly not in a group of dogs with trauma. So our objective was to prospectively evaluate variables measured at the time of hospital admission in dogs with trauma and also to measure these scoring systems to look at their usefulness in predicting survival to discharge from the hospital. This was a multi-center study that included enrollments of dogs at four universities, including the University of Minnesota, University of Pennsylvania, Tufts University, and the Ontario Veterinary College. The study took place between June and August 2011, of course a time of year when we know trauma is typically happening the most. And dogs were included if they sustained trauma, which was defined as any tissue injury that occurred as a result of an external force, including blunt force injury, such as a motor vehicle accident, or penetrating injuries such as animal altercation. We excluded dogs if they had an acute lameness attributed to a cruciate rupture, or if they had non-traumatic acute paresis, for example with intervertebral disc disease, or if they had minor superficial bite wounds limited to one limb and weren't severely injured. Data was initially collected onto paper forms, and then later we input the data into an online database called REDCap, which was managed at the University of Minnesota. There were several data points that were collected for each dog, including age, sex, body condition score, body weight, time and cause of injury, whether or not they received blood products, whether or not we performed CPR, 
what the total cost of hospitalization was, whether or not they received surgery, as well as their ATT, MGCS, and Apple scores when the data was available. Because the study was unfunded, it's important to recognize that the blood tests and ultrasounds and other things that were performed during the study were done all at the discretion of the attending clinician. So if particular variables weren't available, then they weren't recorded. Outcome was classified as survival to discharge from the hospital, death or euthanasia, which was subcategorized as due to cost or perceived grave prognosis. So over the summer months of 2011, we enrolled 315 dogs that included 43% females and 57% males. 60% of dogs were classified as young, which meant that they were less than three to seven years old, depending on the size of the breed. 30% of dogs suffered from motor vehicle accidents, and 27% had animal altercations, whereas 18% of dogs were traumatized because of a fall from a height. 50% of dogs required at least one surgical procedure, and when we looked at our survival rate, 90% of dogs survived a hospital discharge. Of those dogs that didn't survive, 17% died, 30% were euthanized because of a grave prognosis, and 53% were euthanized for financial reasons. In terms of our scoring systems, we were only able to calculate an Apple score in 4% of dogs because of insufficient data, but an ATT and MGCS score were calculated for more than 98% of the dogs. When we did our survival analyses, 53% of dogs that were euthanized for financial reasons were excluded from the analysis, so we only looked at dogs that died either naturally or because they were euthanized due to a grave prognosis. And when we looked at our scoring systems and variables that were measured in these dogs at hospital admission, the variables that predicted non-survival included increased ATT scores, decreased MGCS scores, and increased blood lactate, as well as the presence of blunt trauma. So those dogs that had blunt trauma had a worse survival compared to dogs that suffered from penetrating trauma. Interestingly, the need for surgery in this group of dogs was actually predictive of survival. So if you ended up having a dog go to surgery, the chances of them surviving and leaving the hospital was higher. And ultimately, we used rock curve analysis to investigate our survival variables to determine which was the best. And we found that the ATT score or animal trauma triage score was the best predictor of survival compared to blood lactate or MGCS score. So what we found was that an ATT score of greater than or equal to 5 predicted non-survival with 83% sensitivity and 91% specificity. So the findings in this study were quite similar to other studies in the literature. Literature. Again, we had young male dogs most commonly affected and blunt trauma being the most common cause of injury with, of course, motor vehicle accidents being the most common form of blunt trauma. We found in this study that the ATT score was very user-friendly and a very reliable predictor of outcome in this group of dogs. Uh, if you haven't used the ATT score before, it's very easy. There are different categories, as I mentioned before, based on the different body systems, neurologic, skeletal, cardiac, respiratory, and so on. On. Each category is assigned a score of 0 to 3, with a higher score suggesting a worse injury or more compromise to the patient. The great thing about the ATT score is that all variables are easily measured with a physical exam or radiograph, so it's very applicable to all general practice or referral hospital settings.
While we found that the MGCS score was also predictive of outcome, it had a lower sensitivity and specificity compared to the ATT score. And this is probably because of all the things that can affect your MGCS score. So if you have a patient that comes into your hospital after trauma and they're in shock, they've got skeletal injuries, they've got a back injury, they've been sedated, all of those things are going to affect their MGCS score, which makes it a little bit difficult to interpret. Blood lactate was also associated with survival, but also had a lower sensitivity and specificity. Again, probably because of all of the different variables that affect lactate. As we know with our studies that have investigated lactate in, in dogs with GDV, lactate clearance is probably a better predictor of outcome in terms of looking at the lactate concentrations over time rather than just the admission blood lactate concentration. I mentioned that we also attempted to look at the APPLE score. Uh, this is a newer score, uh, again, just published a few years ago in dogs. And the downside to the APPLE score, unfortunately, is that it requires some laboratory values, including lactate, bilirubin, and white cell count, as well as measurements of pulse oximetry, a mentation score, respiratory rate, and body cavity fluid score. So Unfortunately, you know, especially if you have owners who are financially constrained or if you have young, healthy patients that you don't feel need an extensive workup, you might not have all of these lab results. You might not have done an ultrasound exam, and therefore you might not be able to calculate an APPLE score. So APPLE score, at least in the trauma situation, is unlikely to be helpful. So the conclusions that we drew from our study were that while scoring systems are not perfect and they have some degree of subjective assessment to them, at least in this group of dogs, an ATT score of greater than or equal to 5 was predicted of non-survival with good specificity and sensitivity. With that said, it's not a perfect test and it's important to take into account all aspects of your patient's assessment, including repeated evaluations, taking into account different findings on your physical examination and your other tests, and using everything as a guide to help the owner in making decisions regarding the treatment of their dog.